I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Welcome to the Horse Hour podcast. I'm your host, Amy Stevenson. We're talking about something that we never like to think about. What would we do if we came off our horse? If we suffered a severe injury, where would we go for help and support? So I'm talking to Rosemary Lang from the Mark Davies Injured Riders Fund. And Rosemary's explaining what the Mark Davies Injured Riders Fund does and how we can get involved and help support this amazing charity. This is Horse Hour. Rosemary, how are you? I'm very well, thank you. Lovely to speak to you. And you now, you've been there a really long time, from the beginning. So what's that, 28 I have, years? I, yes, and I knew Mark before, obviously, when he was riding and competing. I was involved with helping with, with some of the horses that he rode and producing and knew him right from those early days. And actually, Charlotte, who is also involved with the charity, she knew Mark from Pony Club days, so Aww. the association goes back an awful long way. So for those that, that don't know the story of Mark, um, sadly he passed and, and you guys set up this charity in his legacy. But what actually happened to him? Do you mind well, telling us? No, not at all. I mean, Mark, was he worked in London and he did horses sort of very much as a, a hobby, although he was a professional as a hobby, if you know what I mean. He mm. was very, very good. And he obviously rode at advanced level. His mother, Jane, produced the horses and kept them going at home. As I said, Mark worked in London. Um, he'd done several high-level events. He'd done Jackham. He'd done advanced events. And he qualified for Burley. And sadly, wow. at Burley, he had a horrific accident where Norman, the horse that he was riding, was also killed. Oh no! And um, and Mark tragically was killed. He um, broke his neck. Oh. Um, hopefully, he didn't know a lot about it, but just such a sad, sad time. And when when you know he, the, the funeral, and lots of people were saying, "Well, we'd like to donate something in memory of Mark." What would you know? Where would you like us to donate it? And his parents, Jane and Michael, thought, "Well." You know, if Mark had been married with a young family, he would it would have been just awful. And there's so many riders that need help. It would be nice just to get some donations in to help a few people, and then that's it sort of thing. But the donations came in and the fund started, and here we are still all these years later carrying on. How old was he, Rosemary? He was 28. So we often wonder, you know, now he'd be married with a family, et cetera, et cetera. But um, out of something so tragic, something very good has happened. Yeah, and you've supported so many people over these 28 years. 
We have, we, we, we try in so many ways to support people. A lot of people think it's just financial, but it's, it's not. We try and put point people in the right direction as to different ways they can, if they need benefits or help with solicitors, legal. Because um. it is a minefield, isn't it? You know, um, uh, it, you know, not knowing, uh, first of all, you're going through the tragedy of losing somebody. Um, and then you've got to, you're faced with this, you've got to deal with it, you've got to deal with insurance, you've got to deal with maybe... Uh, um, if there's injuries, then you don't know who to go to, where to get help. So it's great that you guys are there offering that support. Well, a lot of people, they have their accidents and they're lying in hospital thinking, gosh, life is going to be very much different in a lot of cases. Mm. And we find more and more that people need someone to talk to that can offer advice to point them in other directions as where to start to rebuild their life. And also sometimes just somebody to talk to that yeah. isn't related or doesn't know them. I often have people that chat for hours. I don't know them. They don't know me. But I had one lovely chap. His wife was brain damaged. He'd got three young children under the age of five. Oh, and gosh. he just didn't know what to do. He was in floods of tears. And about two hours later, we ended up talking about everything other than horses and this and that. And he said, well, you know, it's just so nice that there's somebody there that understands but isn't, is two steps removed. Yes, yeah. Not and, completely and we... connected. And the, and the sad thing is, in a, in a, oh, it's a kind of a good thing, but obviously it's bad for you that you've been through that experience, but you've been through it, so you really do understand. Oh, it, it was awful. I and mean, when Mark died, his, we were supposed to be going up to watch, and we didn't. And we got the, the phone call to say that they, they were both dead and the horse box had to come back empty and it was just you know you don't even want to begin to think about it just just so awful and Jane and Michael his parents were so strong and so good and then you know Jane got on and started the charity and without her the hat standards wouldn't be where they are today table fences she's done so much for, for, for the equestrian world she really has very very silently just carrying on and getting on and doing it. And we hope that we can carry on. Do you think that helped her deal with what had happened as well? Because it kept her, it kept her you know, it, it was almost like, well, something good does have to come out of this. I, I think so. I mean, I just don't know. It must be tragic to lose a child. Um, it just must be unbearable. But I think she was so focused to want to do things, to make things better, that mm. it, it did keep her going. So some of the things then that you said that uh, she's done is incredible. She's helped change oh, the, she was the way that we look at hats. very proactive in hat standards. She's done so. We did an awful lot of research into hat standards, and she battled on tirelessly to get the, the standards in, improved. And then she we she also battled about table fences. Um, we did a lot at the very beginning with frangible pins. We we um, funded some research at the Transport Research Laboratory at Crowthorn for the frangible pins. Which so, what's a, what's is, a, range, a frangible pin? A frangible pin is what they use in cross-country for some of the jumps so that if the horse hits it in a certain way, it does collapse oh, okay. to, to try and help prevent some injuries. Mm. So a lot of work's been going on behind the scenes as well as trying to help the riders. It's incredible what you guys have been doing. We are seeing, I think, a, a massive shift in attitudes as well towards safety, um, and especially towards hat safety. Yes, I mean, I think people, we've always said that it's your head, 
and you must, you know, you're the one that has to decide. You've only got one brain. You have to look after it. And if you can wear the highest, best level of protection that you can get, it's really, to, to make it a bit of a pun, a bit of a no-brainer. Mm. Because, it, it, you know, if you can't look after it, 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 it it's silly. Some people, they drive me mental, Rosemary, because some people don't even wear a hat. And I think, oh, are you I putting yourself at risk so much by by not having one on? I know, and I think so many people think, oh, it's cool not to wear a hat. Well, sanity over vanity, I say. Yeah. Do you think we're seeing uh, more accidents than we used to, or how is it looking for you guys? I mean, we see, thank goodness, less and less accidents, less and less sort of, there's still lots of accidents, but coming to us, we see less head injuries, which is good because that must somewhere along the line reflect that people are beginning to wear hats and mm. taking more notice. And I think with the younger children up through Pony Club, where they're educated in, in, in hat protection and, you know, you have to wear a hat, it's sort of it's like a seatbelt. Once you start doing it, you just get used to doing it and yes. it's an everyday thing. Yes, absolutely. I've noticed this year in particular, there have been horrific accidents and, and, and sadly a lot of deaths in the eventing world too. Oh, yes, it, it is so tragic, but it, it is a, it is an, a high risk sport. Um, you know, and there's all sorts of debates about what should be and not be, but, um, it's so difficult to sort of say one thing's right and one thing's wrong. Yeah. But as long as you take the best protection that you can, you can't do any more than that. No, absolutely. You're doing you're doing everything you can, aren't you? Yeah. Do you help the horses as well? No, we're just for injured riders. We're for anybody who rides where no other help is readily available. Um, obviously, the jockeys have the injured jockey fund, and we we are for you know whether you show jump or hack or mm. you know. And every case is we take every case very individually, and everybody's treated in confidence. And we obviously get the initial phone call, which then we ask for as much information as possible to be put into writing. And then we have a, a wonderful national rep called Martha, who also um, has worked with the CAB, so she knows all the ins and outs of benefits, etc., cetera, etc. Cetera. And then she'll review the case and maybe make, make more calls and more questions and chat to the people. And then, it, you know, then we see which way is the best way we can go on to help people. I mean, some people, obviously, financially, we aren't able to help because we have strict remits that we have to follow. Mm. But we do our best to try and help everybody that we can in, in any particular way. Well, like you said, even if it's just giving advice, because the, the psychological impact of having an accident just must be horrific. Oh, I mean, it's, and we've just had a, a lovely lady that, that's paralysed and she needed funding for a bed and we weren't able to fund her through our remit for various reasons, but we were, I was able to get her funding through another charity. I had to do the application, which was sort of day and a half paperwork, but it got her the bed. So at the oh. end of the day, that was a fantastic result. And yeah. she can now go and sleep in her nice comfy bed and feel that she's sort of a little way get back to getting back to normality yeah because we don't even think about things like that you know it's you, you see an accident and you want them you want them to be okay and you will them to be okay but until you go through it you don't realize how much goes into supporting riders and, and how much money that they need to help them get better i was speaking yes. to um to heather bennett the other day she is a para dressage rider and she used to be an international show jumper 
and she had an accident um oh oh, awful accident and then she had another one six months later but she came back from both of them and she is now uh she's on the long list for rio as a paralympian which is incredible isn't it and it's it's the going through the psychological element of knowing of of it must be such hard work um psychologically mentally physically and needing your family around you to help you get better or to a stage where you can ride again yes because it's that you know you're suddenly your whole way of life is completely different if you can't if you stop if you're riding as a living or riding as your your main hobby to have the accident and maybe you're laid up for three or four months suddenly everything changes and maybe your whole life will have to change. You have to readjust and look at it from a different angle. And and, and that takes some getting used to. And we just recently um, made contact with a really lovely lady who used who rides and had a really nasty accident and is a, a psychotherapist. So she's able oh, to yes. talk to people on a professional basis really to help them, you know, come to terms with what's happened yeah and And so many people think well you know it's that awful well why me what did i do did i do something wrong or Mm. it's um as i said every every single case is so different every person's accident is so unique and and this oh i don't even know how to say this without this sounding bad because every accident is bad and everybody that gets hurt obviously we want them to get better Mm. um but but some are critical um, yeah. And and like the, your poor lady that oh gosh I can't even I don't even want to imagine how what she must be going through right now being paralysed. There are some people though that do recover and do get better. Oh, it's brilliant! And and some people you know they might be off for for even maybe a year, but mm-hmm. things change and they get better and they're off riding again and jumping. I mean, we had the most wonderful story towards the beginning of the fund. A, a girl came to us with brain damage. And the hospital told her to go home and learn to knit because that's basically all you'll ever do. And with the help from the fund, we enabled her to start her own little business. And she ran her own business for several years and had a life back. Oh, brilliant. And, you know, she, she's an amazing girl and, and a real inspiration to everybody. You know, life was never the same for her because she has had brain damage, but she was independent mm-hmm. and she was able to... Um, to work and do and she but she was so determined and so positive and I think with a lot of horsey people they really are determined people and don't want to be sort of held back by accident they want to get better sometimes they want to get better quicker than their body wants to but (laughs) (laughs) but I think other the saying is always get back on the horse isn't it we fall off loads of times but you just automatically get back on that's always ingrained in you Yes, exactly. And I think, you know, they all want to get back riding and, and want to get back to their horses. And if we can help in any way, small or large, we, we do try our best. But obviously, we're such a tiny little charity financially that we, we struggle. Because if we helped everybody as much as we wanted to, we'd be gone a long time ago. <laughs> <laughs> so, you know, we do have a strict remit that we have to follow, which we, we have to by law. But um, obviously... We rely solely on donations and any fundraising we, that we do. So it, it would be really lovely if the horsey community really did pull together because you never know when it could be you. And we all think it's never going to happen to us. Mm, so true. I think is why everyone needs to really think seriously about personal accident insurance. 
we try not to think about having accidents in the first place. But then if we do think, oh gosh, it could happen, we don't think about how our mortgage is going to be paid and how we're going to pay the bills if we can't work, if we're in hospital. And you assume that insurance is going to be there, but that's not always the case, is it? No, and um, we insure everything. The house is insured, the car, probably mm. the horse. But the one, per the one linchpin of it all is the actual person themselves. And I know... A lot of people join your various disciplines and they think they, they do get insurance with that, but it's only very, very limited and really only if you lose a, a limb or you die or, or it's a very, very small amount of cover. And I think people need to stop and think and think, well, what's most important, you know, is my mortgage or paying my rent or what is important to them? And then approach the insurance companies and, and get themselves a package that tailored to the requirements that they need you know maybe something that would pay pay to keep their yard rented for six weeks or something while they were off or or to put petrol in the car so they can you know get to the horses or or however but I think people really need to take a long think about what they what they would need from insurance and there's lots of companies out there that would I'm sure if approached pull together quotes yes and, and well um, I guess the key is not assuming that your insurance covers everything because exactly. I know with some with some memberships things you can get insurance um in fact I'm starting to panic now because I've done exactly that you know I signed mm. up with a membership and I got free free insurance for a year but and free rider insurance my horse is insured separately with LFU mm. Mutual but I'm insured through this membership body now I'm thinking well am I insured and how much well, am need, I insured you for? probably are but you need to look at the small print and see exactly what is covered because in a lot of them it's third party liability which is great mm. but from the accident side a lot of them are just if you lose a limb or an eye or you die so it, it, it is so important to have a proper read I mean we never look at the small print do we I'm no, guilty no, of it I yeah. never you know it's um but it, it just over the last year 18 months so many people have said oh well I didn't have insurance because I thought I was covered with that and I realise now I wasn't and it, it's too late then so have a good look at your policy and, and see what it is and if you don't have any policy it's worth ringing an insurance company and seeing what you can get. Because you never know, nobody goes out expecting to have an accident. Exactly, it's like we insure our horse and hopefully we never ever need to, to claim on it and, and it, it's the same thing, if you've got it there it's peace of mind isn't it? Yes, yeah. Oh, well, it sounds, oh, it sounds all serious and it sounds very sad, but you do a lot of good. And, and, and it must be amazing for you to be able to see the difference that you make in people's lives. Oh, it's lovely. It's lovely to, you know, when you speak to people when they're on their real down and outs and then you, you suddenly, that you get a text or you see something in the magazine or something that they're doing well. Because a lot of people that we help, they get better and they move on and they don't forget about us, but we're not. If you're looking for plump lips that last, you need to know about Juvederm Lip Fillers. With Juvederm Volbella XC and Juvederm Ultra XC, your lip look, whether it's subtle or bold, can last up to one full year with optimal treatment and no additional maintenance. Find a licensed specialist and see if it's right for you at Juvederm.com today. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Add fullness to lips in adults over 21 with Juvederm Volbella XC or Juvederm Ultra XC. Do not use if you have severe allergies or a history of severe allergic reactions, or if 
you're allergic to lidocaine or the proteins used in Juvederm. Tell your doctor if you have a history of scarring or taking medicines that decrease the body's immune response or that can prolong bleeding. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. As with all fillers, there's a rare risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. For full, important safety information, visit Juvederm.com. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com slash style for free shipping and 365-day returns. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market that part of their life anymore mm. so it, it is nice to sort of see that people are doing well and, and getting back and doing things you know we've, we've helped people that have gone on to do the para dressage and things when they've got back riding and it's nice to see it and it, it makes it happy because we do deal with a lot of sad things but we also do a lot of have you know have a nice side to it we have our trade stand which goes to three or four shows where we sell goods in in, in aid of the charity yeah and we used to sell riding hats and body protectors, but um, because now there's such a wide range, it, it became difficult. But if anybody ever wants any advice on anything, please feel free to contact me and, you know, we'll always talk through anything with them. And oh, we do our lovely. 24-7, we're always there, try to be there for people. And, you know, if no one, if I can't answer, I'll always call back. Well, we can head to your website, which is mdirf.co.uk, and it stands yep. for Mark Davies Injured Riders Fund. And um, would you mind? Can we just talk about one one story? There's a um, a lovely lady that I've seen on your website, and she's called Leslie, and she wrote a letter explaining how you helped her. Do you mind if I read it, Rosemary? Yeah, no. Okay. Fine. It says, "I just think this this for me this really sums up." what you guys do and how, and the impact that you have on, on people's lives when they've been injured. So Leslie wrote, my daughters and I were eagerly making plans for the year ahead. Little did we know what was around the corner, which following a horrific riding accident in March resulted in me being airlifted to the Salisbury spinal unit with a major spinal injury, leaving me paraplegic with two dependent young children. Rushing around as all mums do, never would I ever have imagined that only a short while later I would be lying in a hospital bed for six months. The whole ordeal has been a roller coaster of emotions, above all when you were told you will never walk again, yet still trying to be strong for your children. Every day is one I get through for my family. 
The support I received has been amazing, but above all, I would like to say a huge thank you to the Mark Davies Injured Riders Fund for all their help. What an absolutely amazing charity and group of people. It's so easy to turn a blind eye to the amount of work this charity do, but from one simple email to their website from my hospital bed, I've been blessed by their hands-on approach to helping me and my family. They have not only enabled me to have hydrotherapy at the Pinder Centre near Winchester, but donated money towards special equipment required to make life easier for me and my children. Before becoming mum to them, I was a competitor in my younger days, competing at BHS eventing, and what happened to me could happen to anyone at any time. No one knows what life holds around the corner, which is why I think every horse owner should be supporting this amazing charity. No, that that is a lovely letter, it really is. It just to me, I just think it completely sums up what you do. No, and the thing is, we don't like to think about what could happen. It's uh, it's like we put it in a, a little box in the back of our heads and say we know that it's dangerous. We we all go riding and we know that it's dangerous. But I think we need to be, have it in front of people's minds, and we need to be saying this is happening daily, and we can't help those people ourselves. So we have to help them through supporting you. Yeah, and, and I think the horsey community has to pull together in many ways because it's, it's very easy to fundraise for, for things which are totally, totally worthwhile, you know, cancer and all those sorts of things. And we're actually doing a fundraising event with Older Hay in July, oh, yes. um, the children's hospital, and it, it's mm. brilliant. But if, if, if every person that rode in the country gave us 50p, mm. that would be £2 million, and we could mm-hmm. help everybody. But because our, our little coffer is dwindling, we have to um, be more selective on how we can how we can help people. It's you know it's becoming harder because it's just not there. But if everybody was able to donate even fifty p, think just think how much that we could do for the people that really needed it. Is that that must be so frustrating for you, Rosemary? Because you want to help all these people and you can't. I know it is hugely frustrating, but you know we have to think long term that we want to keep the charity going. But I think, as I said earlier more and more we're finding that rather than us having to give the actual finances, if we can put them in touch with other ways of getting it, Mm -hmm. so we're helping them do it without actually having to to give the money, it's a sort of a win-win result for everybody because a lot of people don't know what they're entitled to with benefits. And, you know, you you, you phone up and people aren't very helpful on the end of the telephone. But as I said, Martha has experience with the CAB, so she knows all the what you're entitled to and how to go about applying for it and that means that they'll they if they can get some money that way like the lady who i got the bed for we couldn't have really afforded we couldn't have paid for it ourselves for her but by doing some some work we got her the bed so that's a huge result and you know i'm really pleased with that because everybody's happy <laughs> yeah absolutely what is the process rosemary i guess like you said each each, each individual, one is individual. Is yeah and you know it, and we do have to ask questions and some people when we say to them well we need to know your financial details we don't hear from them again mm. but that you know that's fine it's it's we have to do it and we have to know you know we can't have someone who's worth millions and then we think well they've got nothing and we help them you know it is for those in need well, so I'd like each, to think if somebody had millions, they wouldn't be using your pot of money. They'd be putting into it. Well, <laughs> <laughs> it's um, it is amazing. Some of you know some of the the the, the, the people that apply. Ninety nine percent of them are really genuine and really lovely people, and it's a it's a real pleasure to to work with them and and try and help them. It really is, and you know when when 
it's bad and you think, gosh, it's so sad. And then, you, as I said, at the end of the day, you get the, the, a little bit of a result and even a little bit of happiness for somebody. It makes it all worthwhile. Mm. A friend of mine had an accident a couple of years ago. She she was out hacking and the horse spooked and she fell off and she broke her back. She ended up being airlifted to the, to the nearest hospital. Mm-hmm. And within three months, she was back on her feet. Mm-hmm. And within a year, she was back on the horse. And oh, it is amazing. She, she said she couldn't have done it without the support that she received. She needed the support to, to keep going. And sometimes, you know, families, they need help as well because they don't know where to turn. Like like your gentleman that had the children, he, mm. he they can turn to friends, but friends don't necessarily know how to help either. So it's great. And it's the same same thing as if, if someone has the accident, all of a sudden there's Everybody's rushing around. What can I do? What can I help? You know, panic, panic, panic. Do, do, do. And then three few, few weeks, months down the line when it's all sort of settled down and everyone goes back to their daily life, mm-hmm. it, it, that's when people become very vulnerable and lonely and don't quite know where to go or what to do. And it, it, it's then that they, a lot of people need the support. It's heartbreaking. It, and, and also we've helped people with... Um, you know, if they've had um, accidents and they, they need some legal advice, we're able to put them in the right direction to speak to people um, for legal advice, which would be free of charge. So that's quite nice. That's a nice if they've got a query or they need a, 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 some advice on something. Because, I mean, I'm not a lawyer and I wouldn't know where to begin. So it's nice <laughs> that we've got somebody that we could point them in. I mean, we seem to point everybody off in different directions. But if we're a central base to help people do that, then it's... Um, it's worthwhile. Absolutely. So what's Jane doing now then? I'm sure she's off yeah. um, helping, trying to change more legislation. No, exactly. Dear Jane is in a, in a, in a home now. Oh, no. Um, she, she has macular degeneration in her eyes, and it, it really sort of laid her up. She, she, she finds it very hard to get about because she gets very wobbly because obviously she can't see properly. Um, so she, she's in a home where she's got 24-hour care and help. And um, obviously I'm in regular contact with her and she's always wanting to know what's going on. But, mm. um, you know, she always is, will be the fund. Yeah. Been, you know, without her foresight and her hard work and everything she did, there'd be so many riders now that wouldn't have had the help that they they've received. And hopefully we'll carry it on for years to come. So who's going to take over running the Mark Davies Injured Riders Fund? Well, I, I'm sort of first port of call for anybody that wants to contact. And then depending on how they or what's needed, as I said, we've got Martha, who's my right-hand person. She she deals with all the, the people that need to speak to her about potential help. Mm. And then she'll come back to me and, and it will be discussed. And then we obviously have our trustees that we refer to if we need more input from them. And then we've got Charlotte, who is actually Martha's daughter, who has come on board to help try and do a bit of profile raising and fundraising and generally sort of trying to, to keep us afloat and going and so we can carry on. So there's only three of you? Yes. And That's Charlotte incredible. only does one day a week and Martha's um she she's there all the time but she's she's not you know we don't have an office or anything because so many people say oh well you know you, you obviously got an office block and this and that no we're really 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 hands-on and 
you know, mm. keeping it to the bare minimum. Is it tough for you, Rosemary, taking on all this as well? Because you, you're very empathetic, you understand, um, but it must be a strain on you sometimes. Oh, sometimes you, when you've listened to three or four really heart-wrenching stories, you think, oh, this really does, it, it can wear you. Mm. But then you think, no, you know, if, it, if one person gets helped, then that's the result. And it, it, as long as I can do it and the fund can keep going, we, we will keep going. We, as I said, we struggle from time to time, but and we'd love to give more money to more people. But in, unless it comes in, it can't go out. <laughs> well, we're here to support you as much as possible. So how can we donate if we want to send you a bit of money? Can we head to your website? Head to the website, which will will either you can do up to fifty pounds on the donate now page, or if you want to, you can go to the Mark Davis Injured Riders Fund page on Just Giving on the Just Giving site. Okay. Or we have a Virgin Money page. Oh, brilliant. And also, if actually you can phone and donate by card, or you can pop a check in the post to the address on the the website. Or Lovely. if anybody really would love to do some fundraising to organise an event or do something like that. We can support by getting prizes. The riders are really good about giving yard visits and lessons and things like that as prizes. So if anybody ever wanted to organise something, we can help like that. Oh, yes, because you've got great ambassadors. Oh, we've got fantastic ones. They're brilliant. Jay Hallam, he's an ambassador. Oh, Jay is brilliant. And um, we've got Scott Brash is, is one of ours. And Zara is obviously our patron. Is she really? And, yeah. Oh wow! Do you get to see her? We um we did a wonderful little film up uh, with her. Obviously, she's so so busy, and we can't take up her her time. But she is fantastic, and you know she she supports the fund, and you know if she can do anything, she will. And um we've got Nina Barber, who's a Bolsworth yeah. International Horse Show and Liverpool Show, and then we've got some. Becky Scott, who's an, uh, uh, an owner, and Claire O'Donnell, who um, is also the wife of one of our trustees, but really proactive, and Stephen Wilde, who is a wonderful guy who does a lot of commentary mm-hmm. for a lot of the, the television channels, and he's great, and we're in the process of trying to organise a, a night with the stars in November, sort of a, a chat show with two or three top riders. A brilliant idea. And, and, um, and so... It'll, that should be a really fantastic night because we did an evening with Claire Balding last year. Yeah. And that was a huge sellout and so popular. We thought, well, how can we top it? And then we thought, well, if we have three riders all at the top of their game, that would be a, a, a sort of a chat show format. It, it, it would hopefully be a really nice evening. And we're also, um, if anybody last minute wants, we've got a lunch at Hickstead on the 20, uh, 24th of June. Um, we've got a few, few tickets available if anybody's interested. And you're also at the Cheshire Polo Club on the 3rd of July. Yes, that's great. We're going to go up there and have a, a wonderful day. We're doing that in conjunction with Older Hay Children's Hospital. Oh, lovely. So that'll be a, a really lovely day, and it'll be very child-orientated and child-friendly, so you know people can come along and have a real family day out. Rosemary, do you have many children that are injured? We do. I mean, many, many years ago, we had a, a lovely girl who was 12 who became was brain damaged from a fall. And at the solicitors at the time were able to secure her a really uh, a financial settlement. And um, people at the time said, oh, that's an awful lot of money. But when you think you're 12 and you're going to live a full lifespan mm-hmm. and you need care probably 16 hours a day, yes. it, it, it's a huge, huge 
commitment financially, emotionally, and, and, and physically for her family. It's her but whole life. Now, yes, and she's now, you know, doing well and, 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 and getting on. But we tend to hear less of the children, I think, because their parents sort of take over and take control. Yeah. It's, it, it's fortunately, or, or hopefully there's less children being, being hurt. That's how I'd like to think of it. Mm. <laughs> because we always think, well, it's a great month if we don't hear from anybody. Oh, that's we, a good, yeah, that's a good thing because no one's been hurt. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> so, um, you know, when the phone rings and somebody says, oh, is that the Mark David? I think, oh no, please don't let it be anything bad. But, um, I know because it's the it's the worst of the two evils, isn't it? You just you don't want anybody to be hurt, but then you no. want do you want them to call you if they are hurt? Do mm. you need volunteers, Rosemary? We do, but it's very hard to sort of. I mean, we we do the trade stand and 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 and, and events, and if anybody ever wanted to volunteer to do anything like that, that would be fantastic. But what would be brilliant if anybody fancied doing some fundraising, whether they fancied doing a parachute jump or... Riding schools and livery yards could do like a little sponsored ride and um, all the money goes to you. Yes, or they could have a, you know, if they wanted to organise a, a raffle or do, some, do anything, even a cake sale or something, you know, just every little bit helps. Yes. And I think people think when it's fundraising, they've got to raise thousands, but... If a hundred people all raise ten pounds or or twenty pounds, it, it soon adds up. It does, and we don't realise how much of an impact a, even a small amount of money can help. Oh yeah. Well, we'll follow you on Twitter and Facebook, and we'll head to your website. That's how we can stay in touch, can't we? What What's your Twitter handle, Rosemary? It is now. I'm not very, as you know, I'm not very <laughs> up on all this. I've been told it's at yes capital M D I R F yes. Capital C Charity. Okay. The, the, the C of the charity is a capital. At M-D-I-R-F, capital charity. C Charity. Yes. Perfect. And what about your Facebook? What's your the Facebook? Facebook is the Mark Davis Injured Riders Fund. And one more time, your website? www.mdirf.com co.uk thank you so much i just want to let you know as well we have a champion section on the horse hour website and it's for our favorite charities and you are listed as one oh, of them thank you that's fantastic thank um, you so you can also head to our website horsehour.org click on champions and you can get all of rosemary's details there and, and how you can help and of course you can donate just click on the button and it'll take you to the donate page as well I really, really appreciate you coming on to the Horse Hour podcast. Thank you, Rosemary. No, my pleasure. And, you know, let's just hope nobody gets hurt. Thank you very much. No, thank you. See you. Bye-bye. Bye. Thanks so much for listening. I hope you enjoyed this week's episode. Next week, you can hear Jock Paget and his story from when he first started riding, right up to being at the top of his game, how he felt when he retired Clifton Promise this year, and the new horses that he's got coming through, like Clifton Lush and Clifton Signature. You can hear exclusive episodes of Horse Hour just by upgrading to Acast Plus. It's mega easy. Head over to the App Store on iTunes, download Acast, and hit the Upgrade button. And then every week, there's brand new episodes exclusive for you you also get the free episodes of horse hour every monday either on itunes acar stitcher or head to our website horsehour.org thank you so much for listening and i'll speak to you soon you've been listening to horse hour join the community on twitter mondays 8 p.m uk time 
3pm Eastern by using the hashtag HorseHour, follow Amy at AmyStevenson1 and subscribe to us on Acast, iTunes, Stitcher and Player FM. deserves the best and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.